0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Legacy Cafe podcast with your host, Rob Lucy. Rob is the author of the book, How Will You Be Remembered? A Guide for Creating and Enjoying Your Legacies Now. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and find yourself a seat in the Legacy Cafe. Here's Rob. Well, thanks, Kathy. I'm Rob Lucy. Hello, everyone. This podcast is about leadership and maybe the legacies that strong leaders leave behind or, or enjoy while they're in their leadership roles. What is leadership? What are its characteristics and effect? And do all of us have some leadership ability in us? You know, I've been lucky in my career. I've been in a whole bunch of boardrooms for corporations and nonprofits and community organizations. And and the question I'd like to answer here is, do all of us have some leadership ability to to cause change, change that can become legacies that connect us to others and enhance the lives of uh, of all that these legacies touch and uh, make us happier. Well, there's a man who's going to join us and he knows the answers to these questions. His name is Jim Kouzes. He is the Dean's Executive Fellow of Leadership at the Levy School of Business in Santa Clara University. He's the co-author of the Leadership Challenge, How to Make Extraordinary Things Happen in Organizations. And the Wall Street Journal has called Jim one of the... Uh, Best Executive Educators in the Country. Hello, Jim. How are you?
1: Hi, Rob. I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be talking with you and your listeners.
0: Well, thank you. Let's let's fly the helicopter up for a minute. If you walked into a situation where there was a good leader doing their thing, what would you experience? What would you feel? What would you see?
1: Well, I have two responses, Rob, to that question. The first thing really is a visual thing. What do I see? And what I see based on our 35 years of research is that they're leaders at every age, every community, in every organization, at every level, in every function, in every industry, in every profession. In fact, you know, one of the things that we did in our research, Rob, is we asked people to tell us their number one leadership role model in their lives. And at the top of the list, intriguingly enough, were family members. Mother, father were the typical, most frequent responses, but brother, sister, aunt, uncle, grandparent. is also on the list, followed by, and this is for young people, teacher or coach, and then a community leader for young people. Business leaders only appeared when people were at work. Uh, working professionals named business leaders second in place of teacher or coach. So my first answer to the question is leadership is everyone's business and we see leaders everywhere the second answer really is uh, what do we see leaders doing and the behaviors based again on our research for over 35 years now involving millions of individuals thousands and thousands of cases looking at lots of data from around the world 72 different countries is that Leaders exhibit five fundamental practices of exemplary leadership. They model the way, inspire shared vision, they challenge the process, enable others to act, and they encourage the heart.
0: I would, I just wanna stop you for a second. I'd like to run through those five if we could, but um, the one thing I think most people would default to is that leadership is is about um, personality. And I'm hearing between the lines, you're saying, no, it's not that. It's, it could be, it's not about personality. It's more about the behavior, about what I do, about what I exemplify, what I, what I, what I say, here's how I lead my life. How does that work?
1: Yes, it's, that's exactly correct. A, a couple of examples. One of our good colleagues has done work on introversion and extroversion, and, and what she finds is that uh, leaders can be extroverted, which is often the typical stereotypical view. They can be outgoing, they can be charismatic, but they can also be quiet and reserved. It really is about the behaviors that they exhibit.
0: Can I learn to be a leader if I if I don't have that natural leadership ability?
1: Well, some people, as, as, as you point out, have more opportunities to learn to lead earlier in their lives. They may have parents who are both in significant uh, leadership or managerial roles in the workplace. They may have been exposed in scouting to uh, a a person who was a role model and then learn some leadership behaviors that way. They may have had experiences in school where they were on a team and they had a coach and they were uh, in a position on the team where they were selected to be in a leadership role. So some people have had more experiences we find are latent in everyone. In fact, let me tell you a very brief story. We had a woman named Jane Blake. Jane Blake wrote us a letter while she was going to um, in, in attending a master's program. She was from West Virginia. She wrote us a story. She said, you know, when I first started this course and I was taking this master's degree after earning two bachelor's degrees because I wanted to advance in my field and in, in, this or, in the organization I was part of. And I wanted to, to move into more of a managerial role and, and uh, take on more responsibility. But when I started the course, I was surrounded by captains of industry and people who were in military officers and some people who had much more experience than I did at leading other people. And, and, and initially, I didn't think of myself as a leader because, she said, and I quote her, I was only a mother, grandmother, and coal miner's daughter. But she said after she had participated in this course, she learned that it was really all about her behavior. And she said, and again, I quote, maybe someone like myself does have the possibility of being a leader. So what changed about Jane was not her skills and abilities. What changed was her perception of herself and her recognition that she, too, could become a leader. That is the first step that anyone needs to take if they want to learn to engage in these behaviors more frequently first have to say I have the capability to do this I can learn it and I want to learn it I want to become better at leading than I currently am.
0: Let's talk about those behaviors I think you call them the five practices of ex- exemplary leadership. Exemplary but, leadership, yes. Can you describe each of the five and, and maybe how they tie into uh, legacy because here of course we're talking about legacy which is really about as I mentioned earlier, connecting to others, enhancing our lives and making us happier and doing it now while you're alive and well and, and energetic and full of P and V. So what are those five practices and how do do some of them tie into um, creating and, and, and leaving legacies for others to benefit from?
1: Well, well, the five, just give a very brief description of each and, and, and give an example of, of a couple of how they tie into legacy. The first practice we call model the way and model the way it's about the, the, what we call the commitments, but the, the, essentially the behaviors of clarifying your values by finding your voice and affirming shared values, and then setting an example by aligning your actions with your shared values. It ties to legacy because one of the very uh, most important things we are remembered for by others, uh, if, if you think of legacy, as how you are remembered by others is the ideals we stand for, what we believed in, and how we behaved consistently with those. If you listen, I'm sure in the stories that you gather, and it's true for the stories that we gather, the ones that are told to us about legacy or about leadership have to do with being consistent and acting in ways that are true to your values and beliefs so understanding what they are is the important first step in fact when we're doing leadership development that is the first thing the first exercise we ask leaders to engage in is to clarify and say out loud to others what it is that guide their decisions and actions the values and beliefs that guide their decisions and actions the second one is inspire a shared vision inspire a shared vision is about envisioning the future by imagining exciting and ennobling possibilities. Constituents want to know, where are we headed? So we need to be able to articulate that clearly in such a way then that we can enlist others in a common vision by appealing to shared values. So while leadership involves clarifying your own values, it also involves being clear about the values of others and the aspirations of others. You are leading yourself, and you have to be consistent with your values and your vision in order to lead yourself, but you also have to, to lead other people willingly. They need to be sure that this vision that you're painting is consistent with their own shared aspirations.
0: What's the key in getting people to enlist in your vision? That's, that's got to be a, one of the major roles of, of being a leader, I would think.
1: It's absolutely one of the major roles, and in fact, our data shows it's, it's the one that's most challenging for people as well because it involves communicating the values, the, 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 the long-term values, the vision of the future in such a way that other people can see themselves in the picture. You know, one, one of the things that we often do. In, in in our leadership development programs is we, we do these jigsaw puzzles and we give people a jigsaw puzzle to put together. And we have different rules for putting it together. But what is the first thing you want to see when someone asks you to put a jigsaw puzzle together?
0: I want to know where I'm going. I need to see the full final picture.
1: You want to see the cover on the box top.
0: Yeah, That is right. what
1: leaders need to be able to do. They need to be yeah. able... To tell you, not just well, here's a piece, and, and put this piece together with the other pieces, and that's really the key to getting people to enlist. Is for them to say, yeah, that's a picture I like. I see where my piece fits. I see how I can contribute.
0: Anyway, I'm making some notes. So number one is model the way with perhaps showing your values. Then we have sharing a vision, which it's we just a Shared about.
1: vision is the second practice. The third practice we found from our research on personal best leadership experiences is what we call challenge the process. So so when you're trying to achieve a vision or an aspiration that doesn't yet exist, you have to do some innovative things. So you have to search for those opportunities. But when you try things out that are new and different, you haven't done them before, you make mistakes. You have to experiment and take risks. And the important thing then is to learn from those mistakes so that you can quickly do something Again, differently, so that you can improve. So it's about searching for opportunities and experimenting, taking risks. Legacies are left when people do things new in a, a way that is innovative and creative, rather than keeping everything the way it was. And and what follows from that is the fourth practice: enable others to act. You can't do any of these new things by yourself. Uh, and and part of that, of course, is building a. a a trusting relationships. So you foster collaboration by building trust and facilitating relationships, and then you strengthen others by increasing their self determination and developing competencies. You know, people can't long term follow a leader who always ins- insists on taking the credit for him or herself, always wants to do things, micromanage, if you will, do things him or herself. They have to make people independent of the leader in order to become strong and capable and efficacious over time.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and and that really relates to leaving a legacy also around legacies are really not what you do for yourself, but what you no. do for others. And that really relates to the fifth practice, which is encourage the heart. You encourage the heart by recognizing the contributions of others by showing your appreciation for the individual contributions and celebrating the values and the victories by creating a spirit of community.
0: It must be a whole bunch of fun for you to sit down with a leader for four hours or a day or whatever time you take and go through these five practices of exemplary leadership and see them just fired up with the the ideas that you give them, the tactics and the challenges and the pump them up, I mean, to get them understanding that who you are and what kind of leader you are.
1: Well, I, uh, it, it is a great joy. I've, uh, I'm, I've been working now for over 50 years continuously, and I can tell you that it's a great joy still to hear the stories of younger leaders uh, who are now uh, in the workplace and telling their stories of of leadership and getting out there and engaging in these innovative practices that are building new businesses, improving communities, taking on tough challenges in the world despite all of the difficulties and adversities that we face. It's very inspiring work and I feel very blessed to have had this opportunity to, to observe and be part of these experiences.
0: I think it'd be wholly fulfilling. Well, here's where I get a little like a terrier. Hey, Jim, is there anything we could give our our listeners from your work that just might spur them on and and have them start to understand the five practices or something like that? We'd like to give something from everybody we talk to on the cafe, something they can download. Have you you got anything for us? Well, there are
1: a couple of things we've made available to you and uh, they can see our other resources. There are books that uh, Barry and I have written and other resources that we have, and also I've sent to you a couple of links uh, where people can go and there's a few slides here, uh, pieces that people can view about some of our work on learning leadership. Uh, There's also a document we call Learning Leadership Journal, So, so we're happy. Uh, to have people have that opportunity to download those or go online and take a look.
0: Oh good, thank you very much. And to to get them all, head to LegacyCafe.org forward slash leadership. That's LegacyCafe.org forward slash leadership. All of uh, Jim's uh, uh, links will be there. And um, I, I would love to have, for those of you listening who get some of Jim's material, I'd love to hear how they changed your thinking and perhaps a success, a, success, a success story of maybe just a little bit of a legacy that you're building because of the new skills and ideas that Jim's content has given you. So Jim Koozes is the uh, co-author of The Leadership Challenge, How to Make Extraordinary Things Happen in Organizations. Well, thank you for taking the time with us today. I uh, loved hearing it and uh, my mind is spinning a bit with uh, what's there, there, there will be some things to learn by getting the book and I'll uh, look forward to giving you some feedback too. So thanks so much, Jim Kuzas. This is uh, the Legacy Cafe. Remember, head to thelegacycafe.org forward slash leadership. I'm Rob Lucidi. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Cafe podcast. We have lots of great conversations coming your way. And by the way, if you want us to send you reminders that a new podcast is ready for you, go to legacycafe.org to subscribe. That's legacycafe.org. Have a great day and remember, the coffee and conversations are always hot at the Legacy Cafe.